You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening on America's Web Radio. Today, we have a few things to talk about. Some of it's COVID-19 related. Some of it is just regular old gun stuff that we're going to get back to a little bit of that because we've gotten away because our whole world has turned into a surreal police state nightmare. (laughs) Uh, There's always time for gun talk. That's right. That's right. Because, you know, what's uh, it's it's funny because, you know, besides toilet paper, gun sales were up over 300 (laughs) percent. You know, I'd rather hoard guns than toilet paper. (laughs) Yeah, there's always that thought, you know, work with your friends, trade ammo for toilet paper. Easy enough to do. Well, I don't know if you heard earlier, Roger, on my show, I was talking about a new uh, classified ad. I was trying to help all the single guys out there. Oh, you're a single guy out there. Just place your ad. A uh, single guy with toilet paper seeking single girl to with n- hand sanitizer for some good, clean fun. To Netflix and chill with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, as you may have suspected, gun sales are up all over the United States. But as you might not have suspected, gun sales are up all over the world where people are allowed to buy one. Canadian sales have skyrocketed. I am impressed with the Canadians, our brethren to the great white north. I think if it's more of a retarded cousin, but <laughs> <laughs> no offense to any Canadians. No offense. <laughs> but we, we know we like to make fun of each other, eh? Hey, hey, like um, you guys in America, eh? Yeah, well. But it's funny because there were, there were editorials being written how Americans are so stupid for buying guns. Wow. And he was a Canadian editor, and now he realizes his country is buying guns, too. Guns. And I don't even know. They have all kinds of restrictions, though, so they, it's not they like do. they can go out and buy what we can buy. Yeah, and even well, we can't buy be, what we they, should be able to buy. We might be able to buy what, what California can buy, because California can't even buy what you and I can buy. Right. Well, and they have different laws, too. They don't have – they have weird restrictions on, like, they can have a 12-gauge shotgun pistol. We cannot. Right. It's crazy. They have – you know, their, their restrictions are different. They didn't copy the U.S. word for word on our gun laws. It's a good thing that uh, the the judge that I wanted to buy is at the bottom of an ocean. I mean, that boating accident, one day it's going to I know, I know. They'll find those guns one day. One day my judge is going to reserve this. But this was an article from uh, Bearing Arms, which uh, those guys, I think, are local here in Georgia. And this guy was writing how he found a writer at the Toronto Sun thought that stocking ammo and guns was just silly how Americans are by doing this. Because we love firearms, we're willing to stock up at any point in time when we think the government might overextend its reach. Um, clearly, he doesn't know our Constitution preamble. No, right? yeah, or the Second Amendment. So, yeah. Saying we have the right to, but he just thought it was silly for people to buy guns at this point in time. And, you know, and it might be. It may be people, oh, there's a lot of new gun buyers out there. And they are coming out in force. And it's funny when they try and buy a gun and they don't understand how anything works. Hmm. They offer more. Can I take it with me now? What if I pay more money? Can I take it now? Well, it's like a journalist here in our in the United States that goes to a, a gun show because they want to prove that there's a loophole, and then they get mad when there's no loophole. That's right. They go, oh, oh and I want to use the gun show loophole, please. Um, yeah, well, there isn't that. You have to wait 10 days. You have to wait 10 days like everybody else. Or you have to wait for your background check. No, I want to do it without a background check. No, you can't do that. <laughs> I don't know where they get – I mean, they listen to the media, pound it into their head that this is the way thing works. I love it when uh, 
re- reality smacks a Democrat in the face, or, or and journalist, because it happens, and it's a great thing when it does happen. Yeah, here's okay. Here's one. Okay, here's liberals before COVID nineteen versus after COVID nineteen. Before, no one needs an AR fifteen. After, when are you going to get more AR fifteens in stock? <laughs> <laughs> You could just buy a gun off Amazon and have it delivered to your house. After, what is an FFL and why can't I buy the same gun the rest of the people can buy? Why can't I get it delivered? (laughs) They're realizing all these lies they've been told. It's easier for teens to buy a Glock than it is to get a book. And you don't have to have a license to drive. You have to have a license to drive. You should have have to have a license to buy a gun. What do you mean I have to wait 10 days to pick up my gun? What if I pay extra money? Can I take it home today? <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. So, <laughs> all the stuff they thought was the media has been blasting with all these ridiculous things that they're trying to get across. And now people buying guns for the first time are realizing none of this yeah. stuff is true. Well, again, you get, <laughs> you get to the point where facts and reality will smack a liberal in the face. Right, especially when they're trying to do something for the first time that they don't realize how hard it is to do it. Yeah, I mean, you've got uh, Democrat after Democrat, media person after media person who will look at you in the face and tell you, oh, no, I know. Uh, uh, It's easier for a teenager to buy a gun than a book. You can go into a gun uh, show and walk out with guns and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And none of it's ever ever been true. No, it's just funny how they think it is, though. And there's another one. High-capacity magazines should be illegal after COVID. What do you mean only 10 rounds? What if a bunch of people break into my house? I need more than 10 rounds. You know, you know. I've said before, Roger. I think you and I talked about this. There's a point where where some sheep will want to come over to the side of the wolves or the sheepdogs. Let's call ourselves sheepdogs. We will protect the sheep, even though we look like wolves. We're not going to take advantage of people. That's a better way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to protect the sheep if we have to. Yeah, we don't want to take advantage of people. We don't want to be Democrats. Oh, are you are you're going to take a class at the range? Who are you planning on shooting? Ooh, after COVID-19, I need to learn how to shoot this gun. I better get some training. Some training. <laughs> it's just, you know, they realize all the things that that gun people have been preaching for years are true. Yeah. They're realizing all these things the media has been pounding into them are just yeah. not true. You can't just take home your gun. You can't get it delivered from Amazon. Yeah, from Amazon, yeah. <laughs> Boy, if we could buy guns on Amazon. Uh, now, there was a time in the United States prior to, uh, oh, God, I want to say 64, I think. Yeah, this is a little long. Prior to the Kennedy assassination, you could buy guns through the mail. Sears would deliver them to your door. I mean, uh, Sears Roback Catalog was uh, on Order guns, have them delivered. That's right. my house on the coffee table when I was a kid. Mine, too. That and J.C. Penney's. <laughs> I well, back in the 70s, 80s, you know, it was but there. Even, I was going to say, but even when I was growing up, um, we would get the Sears catalog. Yeah, and it was huge. But if you look back. Um, I don't back know why the, the woman's underwear pages were so torn were up. So torn up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's so true. <laughs> but I remember staring at pictures of BB guns in yeah, the Sears yeah, catalog going, oh, uh, just like. Just like a Christmas story, I wanted the the Daisy multi pump. I wanted the Daisy multi pump. I was going all out. Oh man! But so this it's funny though because this Canadian editor or or editorialist decides to make fun of Americans for buying guns. He doesn't even look at his own country, mm-hmm. where they're seeing a huge surge in the purchase of weapons in Canada. Also, 
Because it, 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 when things happen that make people unsure of the future, they want to be able to protect themselves, their family, and whatever they have stockpiled for their families. Because exactly. in this day and age, the police are not going to be able to get to you as quickly as you want because they're going to be answering calls mm-hmm. for people calling in. Oh, there's more than 10 people over here in the park. You better get over here. Exactly. Or in New Jersey. I think I talked about this last week. They had 700 police officers tested positive for coronavirus. Dude, in New York, they've had over, I want to say over 3,000. I mean, there's a big part of the NYPD that has coronavirus. And they're not being able to go to work. Let's just take New York and New Jersey. That guy's an idiot. That governor is an idiot as well. Uh, But you look at New York. If you're a citizen of New York City or a resident of New York City, and half your police force is, I mean, follow this math. Half the police force is down with the virus. And I don't mean down with it, down with the virus. I mean, <laughs> I mean they're sick they with the virus. sick with the virus. You've got politicians letting criminals out of jail. Right. And some and of these are sex offenders, murderers, yeah, rapists. Some of them are mur- we've already they're violent had, criminals. We've already had a violent criminal released and within days committed a murder. Yep, and it was I, released because of the virus. So, so you've got half your police force that's sick. You've got criminals being let out, and then you've got a government telling you you're not allowed to protect yourself. Where's that going to lead to? And if you're in a group of more than eight, nine people, they're going to put you in jail. <laughs> they're going to put you in jail. So they're going to let the criminals out yeah. and put citizens in jail for violating some stay-at-home rule, but they're going to let criminals rape. out yeah. for rape and murder. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, it's... It's asinine and it's backwards, and I would expect it in a place like New York, but we've got other states that are. And the homeless people, what do they? How do they shelter yeah, in how place? Do they shelter. In they place. just stay on the street. Are they supposed to stay within their street corner? They go to their respective tunnel, cardboard boxes, or box or tent <laughs> under the bridge, wherever their their home is, I guess. Yeah. And it's sad they're trying to get some of these people off the street, but you know, if you enable them long enough, there are just going to be too many of them to yeah, deal with. Exactly. But what we're doing is we're, we're, in a, we're, we're creating a situation. Well, New York, New Jersey, some of these places are creating a, a situation where police are not going to be able to react and innocent people are going to get killed or they're going to be victims of crimes. Yeah, and I think the Canadians are seeing the same thing. Yeah. They're like, you, know, you know who won't be a victim of a crime? Cuomo, any elitist politician. Who has armed guards. Because they have armed guards. Because apparently their lives are worth more. They think yours. their lives are worth more. Yeah. I would tend to argue that yeah, point. Yeah, I'd argue that too. That's right. I mean, you know, I'm sure people think it was, what's the other guy, the rich? Oh, Bloomberg. He thinks his Bloomberg. life is worth a lot more. He thinks. Uh, oh, and nobody, he's with his gun, this guy. anti-gun activist this, nut jobs. This guy, Bloomberg, not only thinks that you don't deserve a gun because you're not him, uh, apparently he thinks he can be a farmer too. Yeah, this guy's a. Uh, you know, he's smart. Enough. I heard he got. I heard he got kicked in the head trying to milk a bull. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> and he was planting the the empty toilet paper rolls to trying to grow more. Hey, he dug a hole. He put in the toilet paper. He put some water. But hey, that toilet paper ain't growing. I mean, That's he can't right. Figure out why. Oh no, but. Uh, okay, so Canadians are buying more guns, but the United States was buying even more guns. Even more. Uh, this we, we broke. We will oh. not be defeated. <laughs> <laughs> We're number one. <laughs> We're number one. We We're bro- number one. We broke every record of NICS checks uh, ever recorded. It's amazing. FBI background checks saw 3.7 million 
gun checks in March. Now, some of those were denied probably, but others of them, people were allowed to buy more than one gun per check. Some people don't need checks because they already have carry permits in the state, which require an FBI check prior to that. So Mm -hmm. that's, you know, it's probably a conservative estimate saying 3.7 million guns in one month. One month. Now, that's probably more than we have military personnel all over the world. It's amazing. You know, that's enough to put one a gun in every soldier's hand. I mean, that's one percent of more about one percent of the U.S. population in in gun sales in one month. And I'm looking forward to April. April is not going to be much better if they can find the supply. Well, I'm looking forward to getting by all getting through all of this, and then all of a sudden supply skyrocketing because prices are going to fall. Right, and And people who go, I don't need a gun now. The pandemic's over. Exactly. (laughs) Who wants to buy this gun cheap? Who wants to buy this gun cheap? That's what I'm going to be on the market for. Definitely be in the market because there's going to be some good stuff out there. Now the thing is, here here's a question I didn't get to last week, but everybody, almost everybody in the U.S. is going to get a $1,200 check. And everyone's deciding, what are they going to do with with, with this? I'm deciding, what kind of gun should you buy? <laughs> I recommend a Glock. Um, Glock like is good. Glock Take your Glock very, for 500 That leaves you 700 for some exactly. other stuff. It's for accessories. Uh, a Glock is very dependable. It's, it's damn near indestructible. And it's not the cheapest, but it's not the most expensive. Right. It's like the F-150 of handguns. It is. That is that's great. It is the F-150 of handguns. Now, if you're a Chevy guy, you know, it can be the GMC of handguns, too, or whatever. I don't know. Or the Chevrolet of handguns. You can go spend a little more and get a SIG. Yes. If you want to spend a lot, get an HK. Yep. And I say, okay, so you're going to get a good handgun. Good semi-automatic handgun probably would not be a bad purchase and you need some ammo with that, but then okay, so that still does that. Less than half of your money's gone, so now you're gonna have another six, seven hundred bucks to spend. Now, if you have kids, you get another five hundred per kid, so that can bump your budget way up. Absolutely. So I think you know, and it's interesting, but the they mentioned AR-15 rifles. That would be a fantastic addition to anybody's first-time gun collection. Absolutely, I highly yep. recommend it. Get an AR-15 or some sort of a semi-automatic battle-type rifle. Right. I'm not going to say assault weapon because they're not assault weapons. There's no such thing. More people are assaulted with baseball bats than with those guns. Yep. A lot more. A lot. I mean, if we wanted to really get down into statistics. Okay. We're going to have to take a break, but we're going to come back and see where else we can spend that money in a few minutes. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction on America's Web Radio. Please join us at 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoons. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. We are back. I am Roger B. You're listening to Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Now, right before we left for the break, we were talking about how to spend this $1,200 stimulus check, or as I would call, gun fund, that you're going to get from the federal government. And when Victor was here, he liked the Glock pistols and a good semi-automatic pistol. If you have a particular brand, that's fine. If you don't, well, ask around. Ask somebody who knows. They'll give you an opinion. And every single opinion you get is going to be different. 
But, you know, get a good semi-automatic pistol with a few magazines and some ammo. And now you got some money left over, and we're thinking, let's get you a rifle. Let's get you something to extend your range. Because everybody knows a pistol is a short, relatively short-range weapon. And, yeah, there are guys who can hit targets at 300 yards with a pistol. But those same guys can probably hit targets at 1,200 yards with a rifle. So get an AR-15 in some sort of standard caliber with standard capacity magazines, unless, of course, you live in California, New York, New Jersey, uh, I think New Hampshire, whatever, or Vermont, I don't know, Connecticut. There's a bunch of other states where you're not allowed to have standard capacity magazines, and you have to have restricted capacity magazines. So get what you can. Get some ammo for it and learn how to use it. Now, if you still have any money left, if you have any kids, you're getting $500 for each of them. So let's throw that into the mix, too. Average two kids per family, so you're going to get $2,200 worth of money. So let's throw in a shotgun as well. Any good pump-action shotgun with a few boxes of ammo would be very good for short-range protection. Because, you know, when the pandemic mutates and turns us all into zombies, we're going to need to fight the zombie apocalypse. It's coming, folks. If you walk around and see people staring at their phones with their masks on, you'd think the zombies are already here. They're just wandering around aimlessly, especially before all this started when people didn't have as much determination when they were shopping. They just kind of wander around aimlessly staring at their phones all the time. But that would probably be my first three picks for weapons. If you're getting into it as a first-time buyer or you want to add to a collection, you probably have some specifics you want to get into. But as a first-time buyer, I'm going to say a handgun first. Either a semi-automatic or a revolver if you feel more comfortable with that, but some sort of handgun in a reasonable caliber for self-defense. A semi-automatic rifle would be my second choice. And just by the availability and pricing, I would say an AR-15 is probably one of the easiest ones to get. AKs are good also. However, accessories and fitting of uh, sights and such are a little harder on some of the AKs because they are a much older design. And the AR is probably a little more universal as far as magazines go and accessories. So let's stick with the ARs. And then some sort of, I would say, a pump action or semi-automatic shotgun. Something leaning to the tactical side. Now, if you can buy one with a full stock and a short barrel, you can always add a longer barrel later if you want to go bird hunting or something. You know, if the zombies don't actually come and you want to use that for actual hunting or or you get into the shooting sports, that would be something. Now, for those of you who already have all the standard weapons and want to get into something a little crazier, where did I had this thing today? Ruger has now come out with their 9mm carbine in a pistol version. Let's see if I can find that. But that, if if you've seen this before, it, it was a rifle. It was a carbine. It was a rifle. And uh, now they've got the pistol version, which has a much shorter barrel and still breaks down. The barrel still detaches from the receiver and makes for a very small package. And putting the Ruger charger, it's a PC charger, pers- uh, pistol caliber carbine charger. So, and it is a pistol. Actually, it's a not a it's a pistol carbine, uh, pistol caliber. I don't know what you'd call it. They're calling it a PC charger, but it can accept. Uh, an arm brace so you can have a folding arm brace on this weapon to make it very easy to stabilize very easy to make those longer distance shots i think it has like a six or seven inch barrel so you get good velocity out of a nine millimeter and it accepts all ruger i think security six magazines the sr series and uh 
it also has a magwell to be able to have it accept Glock magazines. So if a Glock is your preferred handgun, you can use the same magazines in this Ruger PC charger. And the fact that it comes apart at the barrel, though, makes for a very tiny package. You can fold this, the arm brace. I keep wanting to say stock, but it's not a stock. It is an arm brace. Fold the arm brace. Take the barrel off the front. This thing will fit in any school kid's, oh, whoa, any adult kid's backpack. <laughs> school kids do not need to be playing with these. But they are awesome because uh, they're standard blowback design, so they're very simple. They're very reliable. They work really well. And most anything, like I say, the Ruger with their PC carbine last year did a fantastic job of it. Now, this one is a little heavy. Uh, they're saying it weighs uh, about five pounds, I believe, and it and that's without a sight or anything, and it doesn't come with any sight. So you're going to have to put something on it, whether they're pop-up sights or some sort of electronic optic or dot sight. Probably a, a red dot on this would be the perfect thing to run. Now, this is new for 2020, as far as I know. And the retail on this is going to be $799. But keep in mind, for $799, you just get the PC Charger pistol, which means you don't have an arm brace, you don't have any sights. So it's a very limited use on this thing for the uh, for the retail price as purchased. You're going to have to at least put a sight on it to be able to use it. But the fact that it's so customizable is going to be, I think it's going to be an amazing addition to anyone's collection. Now, I don't know how many of you have had something like this before. I know um, I personally like the Scorpions. Those I find those very, very easy to customize, very easy to use. They have a few flaws. Triggers are not great, and the magazines are not Glock, but they're very inexpensive, and Magpul's actually making copies of the, of the Scorpion magazine now. And as most of you know, I'm a fan of Magpul. Most of their stuff is very reliable, very inexpensive. These 30-round mags can be had for less than 20 bucks for the uh, <clears throat> for the CZ Scorpion. But the charger gives you the advantage of being able to come apart at the barrel, which makes this thing, I mean, I can't imagine this package would be more than 12, 14 inches long when it's all disassembled and packed away. So uh, it's it's going to be fun to play with it. Okay, six and a half inch barrel. I'm sorry, I think I said seven inch. Six and a half inch barrel, and it even has a a stop at the front of the uh, the foregrip because it can't have a vertical grip on it because it is a pistol, but it can have a stop to keep your fingers from sliding past the end of the foregrip of uh, the the front barrel shroud. Let's call it the barrel shroud has a stop on it to keep fingers from sliding past it. So it's and that comes with the gun, so you don't have to add that. It also has a threaded barrel, so you can mount suppressors, and that's always fun to have a suppressed nine millimeter because they're so quiet. Yes, we have a question. Yes. Okay. Uh, and you were talking about suppressors. Well, the only problem with that is it takes what six months to a year to uh, be able to get one. It does. However, oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. <laughs> Okay. Along those lines, as there was a one-year-old or approximately one-year-old buck in my yard this after this morning early, setting off my alarm, and then a then a uh, a uh, fawn. fawn oh. Shortly there. The whole family came to visit. Yeah, uh, except for the doe. I never saw the doe, but um, the buck and the fawn were there. And um, my my question is. Uh, do any ranges, and you're talking about a suppressor, any ranges let you uh, practice with a, co- a crossbow? Because I would have loved to have been able to sneak out of the house 
are thought about, well, if push comes to panic and need, <laughs> need outweighs uh, whatever, to sneak around the house and taking a shot at... Uh, said, I, said meat source. Yes. <laughs> so does any, do you know of any range that will let you uh, practice with a crossbow? I don't know because it requires special targets. Because you can't just shoot at a paper target and then walk down the range to yeah. pick up your arrows. Um, I would think most of those people would have their own. You can buy the targets. Yeah, and set them up are, in your yard. Yeah, set them up in the yard because they're quiet. There's no law against shooting crossbows or bows and arrows in the yard. As long as you're sure of your background and your backstop. And your and neighbor. Know it's, and know it's beyond it. Yeah, right. You and don't want to be sure shooting. Make sure little loudmouth 10-year-old girls are not. Uh, I wonder if you take one of them out on a trampoline, would you get in trouble? Oops. Uh, I don't know about that. That's, oh, by the that's, way. I, that's I, beyond I, the scope of our show here. I, I want to uh, <laughs> pay respects to one of my heroes that uh, died this morning. Oh, no. Yeah, James Drury. Do you remember him? No, I do not. The Virginian. Oh, from the TV show. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. That was a neat show. I used to watch that sometimes. But yeah, anyway... Was. But anyway, yeah. So uh, I don't know of any ranges that would allow that. Most people just set up something in their backyard because it's cheaper, faster, and easier. By the time you spend, you know, fifteen to twenty bucks on range time a couple times a week, you can probably buy a target. I know I'd, it'd have to be a crossbow for me. I couldn't hit the side of a barn with a regular bow and arrow. Yeah, I and mean, there's there's plenty of crossbows out there. Have come a long way. Oh yeah, got, you can get sights on them. The whole yeah, they've come a lot yards. narrower now. It's a, I mean. They say over 400 feet per second on a bolt. It's amazing what they can do with a crossbow now. Yeah. So that's something to do. Okay. Where was that other? And I'd get a pair of Moxicans, so I'd be like an Indian creeping around there you my go. house. To go Cultural at, appropriation. Go after that buck. But, okay, but since you mentioned silencers, the NFA division is still processing forms for suppressors, for short-barreled rifles. All that stuff is still being processed. The, the United States Office of the BATF is still processing applications and forms. So if you have something in the works, it is still being worked on. It is not being put on hold. They're still working at this time. So you have that to look forward to. If you have an application that was close, you're going to be able to get something going on that hopefully. Now, it may be delayed from what it normally is, <laughs> although – Delayed from the 8 to 9 to 12 months it normally takes is kind of silly. But they are still processing forms, so hopefully you'll, you'll, get, you'll get stuff done eventually. And, you know, it's crazy. But now there, there's another law that's pending. They're trying to get this into a, into a law. They're trying to tell elected officials, this is, what is it, H.R. 6126. End of the Normalized Delay on Suppressors Act. What this would do is allow you to get a stamp for a Class 3 item in 90 days or less. They're trying to push them into being able to process these at a rate that nobody should wait more than 90 days to get their their Class 3 stuff, your suppressor. And what they're hoping this does is eventually remove suppressors from the NFA process because, I mean, a suppressor, it's so so much easier to shoot with one. It protects your hearing. It protects the hearing of those around you. If you want to shoot somewhere and you don't want to disturb your neighbors, a suppressor is a great way to do it. And granted, it's not like, you know, they're not going to have James Bond guys running around there shooting people in the head with suppressors. It's just it's not going to increase the crime rate, in my opinion, because there's no reason for it to. But if we can get 
the ATF to either drop suppressors off the list or process Class Three stuff within 90 days, or even just suppressors. Because suppressors are so common now, they're everywhere. The technology has come a long way. They're very effective. It makes it so much easier to teach people to shoot because when the gun's not making a huge, loud, booming noise, people can focus more on trigger control, on stance, on holding the weapon right, getting a correct sight picture. All those things get moved to the forefront. All right, well, we're going to come back in a few minutes. We've got to take a couple breaks. You're listening to America's Web Radio. I am Roger B., and this is Locked and Loaded. Happy Oregon homeownership is the result of a good working relationship between the home buyer and their realtor. Make buying your Oregon home a fun and rewarding experience. Get our free guide to happy Oregon homeownership. Act now. Limited availability. Free at realoregonhomes.com. That's realoregonhomes.com. If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, gun lovers and gun haters. We're back. This is this is America's Web Radio. I am Roger B., and you're listening to Locked and Loaded. <clears throat> now, right before we left, we talked about how there's a bill pending to get NFA forms for suppressors processed in 90 days or less. Now, this would just speed things up, or it would overload the system, and they'd be forced to cut back on doing them or take them off the list because it is an antiquated law to require suppressors to be on that list. But anyway, even if you're buying regular guns now, it's going to become more difficult in some states. An L.A. judge has just upheld the order by the sheriff, L.A. County sheriff, who wanted to close all gun stores as non-essential. Now, Department of Homeland Security has come out and said, no, gun stores are essential and should be included in essential businesses. But California usually doesn't listen to the federal government anyway, as with their marijuana laws and their illegal aliens. They don't care what the federal government says. They do what they want anyway. So now a judge has upheld the decision to close the gun stores, even though the sheriff backed down from his original position and allowed them to be open. 
Now, who knows? He may reverse that decision again and close the gun stores again in Los Angeles County. And this is just, it's crazy because, I mean, I understand if you don't already have a weapon and you want one, you you need the gun stores to be open. You want them to be there for you. And if you have a weapon and you don't have enough ammo, you want the gun store to be open. You want to be able to get ammo. Especially in Los Angeles or California in general, you have to have a permit to buy ammo now, and you have to buy it from within the state. You can't get it mail-ordered in. You must go to an FFL dealer to buy your ammo in in California. So by closing the gun stores, he would be closing off the line for ammunition and weapons that most people in this country have a right to by the Second Amendment shall not be infringed. Can you say that enough? I don't think you can. But on the other side of things, this this caught me this caught me completely off guard. The Illinois governor has put on his list gun stores as essential and exempts them from a forced shutdown. I'm gonna try and get this guy's name right. Governor J.B. Pritzker announced that three or more people have died in the state from coronavirus. Two Illinois residents and one woman visiting from Florida. So he put a shutdown in place, but he exempted gun and ammunition stores by labeling them as essential. And this was part of his executive order for the shutdown. He put it in there that gun stores should remain open. Now, if you know Illinois, most of their, I guess their power resides near Chicago, and Chicago is heavily anti-gun. And a lot of that has permeated throughout the state in the form of restricted magazines and uh, restricted availability of certain rifles and such but this guy stood up he decided to be a stand-up guy and support the second amendment and say gun stores are allowed to be open in illinois so and i don't know if anybody is gonna the the suit in los angeles that they brought up the first set of judges he ruled overruled it and said they're allowed to be shut down now they're probably going to appeal and the appeal would go to the ninth circus judges and we all know how they would probably rule on that, being as that bunch of clowns couldn't rule constitutionally on anything. But we'll see. And they might surprise me, but I'm not counting on it. And then I wonder if they could take that further because the Department of Homeland Security said gun stores and ammunition stores are essential if they would be able to fight that with federal law. But like I say, California rarely agrees with federal law anyway, and they just do what they want to do. So we'll have to see if anybody actually respects the United States Department of Homeland Security in their rulings. But it's funny how certain states are going a variety of different ways on this. In my home state of Georgia, they're allowing gun stores to stay open, and even some of the ranges are staying open. Because if you think about it, most ranges have stalls, and if they use every other one, you're way more than six feet apart. And with the air filtration system and a lot of these, it's probably safer than being outside, You know, especially with the pollen here in Georgia. Oh, my God, you could choke to death on that. But we'll see as this proceeds. I'm hoping things will start lightening up, getting back to normal, so all, a lot of this will blow over, so to speak. But, again, we come to the point of do gun laws actually do any good? Does it actually prevent anything from happening? I mean, 3.7 million guns approximately sold in the U.S. in March, record-breaking numbers of guns, gun sales up 300% from the month before, and yet no mass shootings. Crime is down. Now, is that because there are more guns out there or because even criminals know everybody's home, so it's harder to break into a house if everybody's home? And everybody is home 
with a stockpile of weapons, Lysol, and paper towels, and hand sanitizer. So even if you do break into a house, they can shoot you and have all the materials to clean up the mess. So better idea for criminals to stay home now, home now as well. But we've, we've talked about this before, is, and it seems as if more guns generally equals more security, more safety, and less crime. Because most criminals want the easiest way out. They want to get money for free. They want to get stuff for free. They don't want to have to work for it. And now we're going to head south of the border for a minute where where they did a, uh, I guess, so far it's an experiment. We don't know yet. But homicides in Brazil were at historic highs in 2017. They dropped off a bit in 2018 as the candidate there ran on a reform of the gun laws to allow self-defense. And the homicide numbers dropped from 59,000 to 51,000. That's 8,000 less people killed. And he was elected. Let's see. President Bolsonaro was elected in October of 2018. So just by the fact that he was going to allow this to happen, we think they have dropped down from the historic high of 2017. Because the, the Brazilian gun laws were apparently very draconian, very restrictive, and only governments could have guns. But, of course, in a lot of South American countries, there's, there is a lot of crime. Now, they're trying to get this to stop by allowing more people to have guns because guns are the only way you can defend yourself. A good guy with a gun is the only way to defend against a bad guy with a gun. And it's funny because the gun manufacturer down there most well-known is Taurus. And Taurus... They couldn't get – the ownership of guns had become so restrictive, they branched out and started making motorcycle helmets, bulletproof vests, and some other parts for cars. But the 97 law requires gun owners to have an unblemished police record, pass rigorous psychological and shooting proficiency tests. <laughs> and this had cut down gun sales in Brazil by more than 80% in two years. So 80% less people – had guns in Brazil, and the crime rate rose to historic highs in 2017. Now, we're going to see, okay, reports are showing that so far, year-to-date, Brazil has had a drop of 25% in the homicide rate in the first quarter of 2019. Now, if that trend continues, 16,000 less people will be murdered in the first year of President Bolsonaro's time in office. Now, the rate reduction was not quite that high. They say only 10,000 lives were saved. So, but still, it's on it's on its way down. I think pe- people realize if you can if you can have people defend themselves, criminals are less likely to jump in the way of harm. They don't want to get shot. They're not stupid. I mean, they may be lazy and they may not be the brightest lights in the harbor, but they're not stupid. They don't want to get hurt doing this. They want to get as much as they can for as little effort as possible. So we're going to see what happens with this. I'd like to follow this around and see where things are going because this just goes to show the more guns, the less crime. It's been proven in this country over and over again, and yet the liberals still want to cry about, oh, my God, all these guns, all the the children are going to die. Oh, my God, it's terrible. Well, so far those numbers, these predictions have just not come true. They're not happening. And in Brazil, they're showing the same thing. Here, people are suddenly allowed to buy weapons again. He's re- reducing restrictions to make them somewhat more reasonable, and more people are buying guns and less people are getting murdered. Because if not, only the criminals have guns. We all know 
only criminals have guns, then only innocent people are going to be shot. If you can't fight back, that's your one way to defend yourself is with a weapon. If you have a bad guy with a gun, you need a good guy with a gun. No two ways about it. But that's where we get back to the United States. We're going to head back here where a New York Times columnist has said the Wuhan coronavirus will lead to more deaths because people are buying guns. So he, here he goes with the same old tired crap again. Oh, my God, all these guns are being sold. More people are going to die. Well, it's being shown over and over again, more guns is more security. Now, granted, I wonder a little bit about this because a lot of these buyers are first-time buyers. And these, to me, are some of the most dangerous people in the world. People have not handled a gun before. They don't know what they're doing. But they assume they do. Oh, I saw John Wick. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and they all become quick draws. That's right. I've seen I've seen Keanu Reeves in videos learning how to shoot real guns before doing his movies. He wanted to appear proficient, and he did a great job. I saw him shoot, and I was going, I wish I could shoot as good as he did when he was running three-gun. He did pistol, rifle, and shotgun on a three-gun course, and he was amazingly fast with reloads and everything because he wanted to look like he knew what he was doing in his movies. Now, that seems like an actor who actually takes responsibility for what he's doing. But all these first-timers out there, they watch movies. I've had people tell me, oh, shooting with a gun is so easy. You just point and shoot. It's like, yeah. I've seen people miss from 10 yards away with a handgun repeatedly. And these are people who were concentrating and focused and thought they knew what they were doing. All of a sudden, they're like, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought it is. <laughs> you know, if you... Uh, I you get a good golfer that is a first-time shooter, you can explain to them it's just like playing golf. If you don't practice weekly, you're not going to be good on Saturday and Sunday. Right, and it's a perishable skill. Yep. And you've got to keep coming back and keep coming back. You know, uh, Brett and I were just talking, or I was doing the talking and Brett was listening, but... um, my concern is, you know, like you you were talking about the liberals saying, oh, my God, more guns and there'll be more of this, that. I'd, the more I've thought about it, uh, the more I think we're going to be in fairly good shape. I don't think the – I don't think anything will hit the fan unless we have some kind of reason to run out of food. Now, you know, we were all kidding about toilet paper, but, you know, still, nobody's going to shoot anybody for a roll of toilet paper. I would certainly hope not. But, you know, food and feeding your family, yeah, I could could see it getting getting, uh, messy, but even at that... uh, I think we we have a such a supply chain, and we have we have we have stockpiles. And the, food, the supply the chain is not shut down; it's still operating. Oh yeah. yeah. In fact, truckers can get everywhere faster than they used to be able to get because of lack of traffic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so they're having a good old time. You know. So I and and this is going to be over with, and I, I think they're good signs uh, of seeing that it's going to be over with sooner than later, and. Uh, then we'll be back to uh, having basketball. Whatever was considered normal. Yeah. yeah. Would you define normal to me? Oh, it's that? undefinable. It is. And, and you know, you, and I, what's funny is 
I really haven't changed my lifestyle hardly at all. Oh, I have. I used to eat out all the time. Now I don't. Well, eating out, that would be the one one thing that uh, has a uh, foot. You can go and pick it up and... But that's not yeah, but it's not the same then because then you got to clean up afterwards. When I go to the restaurant, I have to clean up when I leave. I throw a few extra bucks on the table. I walk out. Really? I don't have to do dishes. Really? Do you clean up oh, the restaurant? Yeah. Do you walk back in the kitchen and start doing your dishes? Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> that and I pick up the table and go to the trash can and do all that stuff. Well, in a fast food, I'll take and my then, paper wrappers, yes. And then I walk by and if I see a couple of bucks on a table, I figure they've left it for me. <laughs> There you go. Well, I'm just hoping that after we do get back to a more range of normalcy, that all these new gun buyers go out there, ask questions, seek some training, you know, ask advice from people who you know are gun people, or ask people who don't know even, see if, <laughs> see if they tell you. No. You know, they may tell you you're crazy, who knows. But if you stick with it, and I think if you do it a few times and you actually use the weapon you bought, you're going to enjoy it. Despite what liberals say, shooting guns is fun. That's why kids like to shoot BB guns and Nerf dart guns and every other kind of toy gun there is, because it's fun. And it doesn't change much as you get older and get to different weapons. Of course, always, always, always remember the rules of safety. That's the most important thing. You follow the rules of safety, and you're going to have a, a pleasurable experience. It'll be fun. And it's it's a skill that you can pass down to your children, too. Teach them how to defend themselves. Think about right now, if you're a first-time gun buyer, you bought this weapon, and you're a little bit nervous about it, you don't know what to do. Imagine the feeling you had when you felt like you had to have a weapon. Now, imagine if you teach your children how to use weapons, how to shoot guns, they'll never feel like that because they will understand it. They will know how to do it. Chances are they will have weapons when they get to be of age and they will know how to use them. So pass that down as a skill to children. Learn yourself first. Yeah, that's the whole... I was going to not argue with you. Just say that there are a lot of fathers that... uh, Should not be teaching anybody how to use a weapon. Exactly. You had... Took the words right out of the mouth. Yeah, I've, uh, I've been a range safety officer before, and I've seen some people just doing ridiculously stupid things, trying to, you know, and I had to correct them, you know, and most people were, were willing to listen and understood, oh, yeah, I, I, I see, I, I shouldn't have done that. And then other people argued with me about, well, there's a round stuck in it, I don't know what to do. Well, don't point it all over the place if there's a round stuck in it. Oh, geez, I mean, you know, some people just need to go away. Mm-hmm. And that was one of them. Far, far away. But if you're going to be responsible about this, I mean, a gun is a tool, and it's a dangerous tool. You wouldn't throw a seven-year-old a circular saw and say, have at it, Junior. Go build a treehouse. <laughs> Plugged in. Uh, no, you, you said it a minute ago, and, and my dad was very good about this. The first thing I had was a broken air rifle, BB gun, that I could cock and you know, shoot, but it wouldn't hold BBs. Then I got a BB gun, and I certainly got the lecture about this can put your eye out. So oh, yeah. Shoot at your friends. You'll and shoot your that. eye out. And then I, then after the BB gun, and we'd go out to our farm, and I'd shoot out there, and, you know, the only thing they didn't like was when I shot out windows. But <laughs> beyond that, um, you know, and BB guns will do that. Oh, they, they will. Yeah. And that's one thing you need to learn is yes. to make sure of your target and what is beyond it. And, that's, I think, uh, rule number four. Then I graduated to a pellet gun. And, oh, a little uh, more power, a little bigger. Oh, yeah. And it had the velocity of, of a twenty-two. 
and uh, would would do the same as a 22. And um, you'd have to pump it up, and and there it would go. And then from a 22, then I went to a 410 shotgun and uh, started going home. Yeah, natural progression, dad. yeah. Yeah. And, but that's that. That's with your dad, who was already he was into weapons. Oh yeah, he yeah. knew how to shoot. He knew the rules of safety. And, These are uh, people who are brand new, so they don't necessarily know. They don't know the rules offhand. Squeeze, don't pull. Yeah, but I mean, just point it in a safe direction. Always assume every gun is loaded. Amen. Keep your finger off the trigger until you are up on the target, ready to shoot. Amen. Be sure of your background and what is beyond it. Always. Uh, dad, dad, or I guess it was my dad, but, well, dad wasn't into pistols, so it must have been somebody else, or it may have been when I when I was in the service. But always, you know, always keep your trigger finger on the side of the weapon. Right. Keep, and it's funny, because you see people who know how to shoot, and they'll be using power tools or drills or something, and they always see that finger straight out. Yeah. That trigger discipline should carry on through every part of your life, and you see it. It works. Sure. You see people using a power drill and that finger straight out, you know they're a shooter. Because <laughs> yeah. they know. Keep that finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot, ready to drill. But all I can stress is all these first-time gun buyers, get some help, ask questions. Almost everybody in the gun community is friendly and willing to help you. If you run across somebody who's not, don't be discouraged. Except for that guy that uh, you notice all of the numbers on the weapon are filed off. Now, he might not be as friendly as you'd like. Well, he may be, though. He may do other things for a living or have, you know, he could be a secret agent. Who knows? Or he might just say, put your hands up. Yes, and that's when you need to learn to use your weapon better than the bad guys. That's right. Because the good guy with a gun is the only thing that's going to stop a bad guy with a gun. I mean, think about it. You're alone at 3 o'clock in the morning. Someone's trying to break into your house. You're going to call somebody with a gun and pray they get there in time. Yeah. Whether you believe in God or whether you believe in guns, those are going to be two things you're going to do. Well, that's when the old 30-30 comes out. And, and I mean... For sure, they hear it lock and load. That's right, or sh- or pump shotgun. That's a yeah. that's the terrifying sound to any would be burglar. But don't count on that. You know, don't think you're just going to rack the shotgun a few times and they're going to run away. <laughs> you have to know how to use the weapon, and you have to be prepared mentally to use it. No question about that. But you know, even better than that, put the signs out. Put the electron the ring on your on your doorbell and put the sign up that says you're being photographed and uh, right that will certainly help and uh the alarm uh, signs in your yard that uh you know you break in the alarm's going to go off dumbass and uh, <laughs> and do it yes but like I say criminals don't necessarily care about that they'll they can find a way to bypass alarms if they can hack computers they can find a way to bypass alarms but you want to if you're there when it happens that you got to defend your life. Yes. Now, that's when you got to draw a careful line. If you see them stealing something from your garage, theoretically, you're not allowed to shoot them for stealing property. You can't kill somebody unless they threaten your life. Now, if they're inside your house, that is considered a threat. But be careful. Someone walking up to the front door, even if they're uninvited, even if it's at 3 in the morning, you know, unless they're brandishing a weapon or have have produced some sort of threat, you have to be careful what you do. Someone could be lost. Someone could be out of gas. They could be at the wrong house. I've had that happen in my house before. Someone pulled up in the driveway, walked up to the door. They were looking for the neighbor's house. 
But, you know, I didn't answer the door with a gun in my hand. It was tucked into my back where it was supposed to be. And I watched their hands as they came up, and I realized they were younger kids, and they were pl- going to try to meet up with the teenagers next door and have a party because their parents are probably out of town. So, you know, it happens. But just, you know, be cautious, but don't be stupid. But the, and, and, again, I, I'm not, we're not paid by ring to do anything, but I do like the intercom with it. And, uh, oh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of doorbell yeah. systems that offer those, and, uh, those features, yeah. You know, you can stop it before it starts in many cases. Right, and, just uh, by saying, oh, what do you want? Yeah. And uh, you're, you're doing well on video. Really? Oh, you 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 have a great face for you have a great face for TV. Yeah. We should send this in as your audition tape. I believe I believe this will go over well in the post office. So. Yeah. Well, you know, like I say, just be cautious, but be aware. And and the best part about training is get into some training where they put you out from behind the standard range stall. You want to get out from behind there. You want to be moving. You want to practice drawing from a holster with training, of course. Do not just sit there and draw in your living room with a loaded weapon until you know how. And even then, a loaded weapon should stay holstered unless it's necessary to come out. And learn how to do it properly. And take your time. Don't try and be fast. Try and be right. Smooth is fast. And, uh, you know, the well, I had a cop tell me one time that, uh, you know, again, the the guys wanting to break into your house, they, they're not, st- well, they may be stupid, but they're not stupid. Uh, and they realize, depending on your neighborhood, uh, like my old neighborhood was a cop said, you know, somebody trying to break in realizes, one, you have an alarm, you got signs all over the place, and two, you probably have a weapon. And they don't want to break into a house that has potential of weapons it's rare that someone they want to break into a house or anybody's home which is why i think i think if we look at statistics from this past month i bet we're going to see home invasions have dropped off tremendously because people know these even the burglars know people are home they don't want to have confrontations with homeowners most of the time there are a few who will but most of them majority of them want to avoid homeowners they want to avoid dogs they want to avoid any type of resistance to what what their job entails or what they think their job is. And this is, I'll add one other caveat to that, and that is, again, know your situation. If you drive up to your house and something smells a little strange or something there's a light on or there's a this or there's a that that is out of place, you know, your, yeah, be your hair on your neck should stand up and uh, be Situational prepared. awareness, always. I try and be, do that all every time I walk into any place of business, anywhere outside my home, I'm always looking to see if anybody looks like a threat, if anybody looks unusual, if they're walking funny, if they have a long, heavy coat on in the middle of the summertime. <laughs> Look for things that stand out. And you'll be more aware. And I, you know, and I know a lot of guys will do this too. They look for the the seat in the restaurant. Well, one day when we're allowed to go to restaurants again, any there? I'm so looking forward to that. A restaurant? I tell you, the one that I've got to bring this up. This this absolutely has blown my mind. All of these restaurants order from me, take out, and uh, order your drink with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now you can get booze delivered. Yeah. Because that's where they make a lot of the money. But oh, yeah. Hey. But I, ne- I mean, I would have never, ever guessed that they'd that the would state allow would allow that. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, you know, they got to realize the cities and counties make taxes off Why everything. Why is my so margarita long. only half full? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Yeah, and I wonder if this is going to change. I mean, are a lot of people going to continue to carry out stuff? I don't know. I just hope certain things do continue. Like, I hope the gun sales continue beyond this epidemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it. I'm hoping that when things start settling down, people will realize, you know, I should have done this a long time ago, and now that things are back to normal, I'm not going to forget about this. I'm going to continue. I'm going to learn how to use the weapon I purchased or follow through with the purchase I wanted to do, even though if you couldn't find the gun you wanted, now when things get back to normal, you can. But follow through in a in a clear and, and concise way. Learn what you need to learn and don't be arrogant about it. I know a lot of guys say, oh, I, sh- I grew up shooting, and, you know, that's fine. But if you're going to move into a whole different field, like if you grew up shooting rifles and shotguns and never handled a handgun before, get the training necessary to do it properly. I, I couldn't support you more on that. I, yeah, that's like when I grew up. I my parents were not into weapons at all. They were shocked when I even asked for a BB gun. It was like, so I basically started from scratch on my own. Read everything I could read. Went to ranges. Got assistance from people who I knew were better than me, who were, who had training, and always listened to them. You know, even if, and it's like the one guy who I was. I was in one, uh, I guess, a scenario, and a guy was teaching how to draw. Now, I had been drawing for years, but I watched and I was learning because I figured, you know, let's learn some other way to do this. So let's learn what he has to say because you can always use more tools in your toolbox. And a lot of the guys were just getting frustrated saying, this is not what I signed up for. I didn't want to do this. I just want to come shoot. I didn't want to learn this. You know, I already know how to draw. It's like, you know, you may know one way, but why not learn five other ways? Learn from everybody's. Everybody has a different way. This They were teaching us uh, the NRA specified way to do it. And it's not the way I learned, but now I know how to do that, too. So if I'm put in a situation where I'm required to do an NRA-style draw, I can do that. But, again, learn from somebody who knows better than you, and don't be arrogant. Don't be conceited. Don't think you know everything. Because I've been doing this for a long time, and I know I don't know everything. I know just enough to be dangerous to myself. So, uh, and, that, and that's a scary thought, too. You, people don't understand that you can be dangerous to yourself. Don't though. get complacent. It's so don't easy to just away. say, oh, I checked the gun before I put it away. Just like right now, one of the things that you're hearing, I'm hearing, we're all hearing, is that assume everybody has the virus. Right. Assume every weapon is loaded. Oh, yeah, that's rule number one. Yeah. There are four rules to gun safety. Now, if I could remember them all, I would just... Actually, I think I spit off about three of them already. But, yeah, rule number one, assume every gun is loaded. Never assume it's not. And if someone hands you a weapon, if you know how, check it. Even if they just checked it a second ago, check it again. It doesn't hurt to check it twice. And if you don't know how to check it, ask them to show you. And if they say, oh, I already checked it, go show me how to do it. Just so you can see for yourself or or let them explain to you what they were looking for. Because I've seen videos of guys going into gun stores with, quote-unquote, unloaded weapons. And, of course, most gun store owners will ask to see the weapon, and they'll check it. And you wouldn't believe how many times they rack it back, and a round comes flying out of the chamber. And these guys thinking they walked into a gun store with an unloaded weapon, and it had a round in the chamber. Uh, no, I, it happens, I would not be surprised Probably happens every day. But, you probably. know, just don't be that guy. Always check twice. Check three times. It doesn't hurt to check it again. You know, because one mistake is all it takes to ruin your day. <laughs> <laughs> or shoot something you think's important off. 
Yeah, or some, you know, or or mess up the wife's favorite part of the house. Who knows? You know, you start shooting stuff in the house without paying attention. You know, the one that I've never understood, and uh, it's time to put the plug in the jug here pretty quick. Yep. The one I've never understood, and uh, my dad had a, in fact, the guy had worked for him, and uh, called him one night that uh, he had, and he had been a cop. Well, it's time to go. I'm sorry. All right. I just have to hold that story till next week. Yep. Well, this is Locked and Loaded. I'm Roger B., and you're listening to America. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.